episode of The Gloving Paradigm, because I am your host, Peter, aka LPD8 Dubuque. This week, it's going to be a very interesting week, because at the time of this recording, I recorded this episode just to find out that I didn't have my microphone turned on and literally had 20 minutes of just me talking with no sound. Yeah, this is going to be one of those mornings where I'm going to just be working all day today. It's going to be one of those days. You're the worst. What? But you know what? I, I don't I don't think we need to be worried about that as much anymore, right? We I think I think we can handle that, right? Things happen. Things tend to be the way that they are, but you know what? We learn our lessons when we need to learn our lessons. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. So, what is it that this week I'm going to be covering in terms of a topic? It's a very interesting one because this is something that has been used many, many times for many, many years by many different professions. What? Oh. And I think it's interesting that no one in the gloving community has really talked about this until extremely recently. Are you sure about that? And what I mean by extremely recently, I just mean by people who I hang out with in the worldwide glovers discord chat because where I spend a lot of my time when the gloving community, you know, that's just that's what I do. So what is it that we're going to be discussing this week is known as the LeBond's Movement Analysis. What the hell is that? Which, if you don't know what that is, basically, by definition, is literally just a method and language for describing, visualizing, interpreting, and documenting human movement. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, basically, it is literally just the model movement analysis thing that just helps us categorize movement from the human body. Now, what is it about this is so interesting is that this is something that I'm surprised that no one in the gloving community has really actually tried to adopt already into gloving. I guess that we're actually trying to do that now with my podcast and Jess's book and you got moves.com. Anyways, so basically this is based off the original work of Rudolf LeBon who came up with this analysis and it pretty much just draws from a lot of anatomy, kinesiology, which is things that deal with kinetic energy, and psychology of course. So, you might be wondering, okay, so if this draws from these kind of categories, who really uses this particular analysis thing? Well, that's a very interesting question you should be asking because dancers, actors, musicians, and even athletes use this because what this is basically doing is literally breaking down every single little interaction of movement that the human body can take not only in terms of what it's able to do but in connection and in relative to the things around it or with things within it so on and so forth um okay so there are four categories that is known within this little analysis known as the BESS or body, effort, shape, space. Okay, these are the four categories that are within the LeBond's movement. Now, I will certainly tell you this right now, there is a lot of information that goes into each of these categories. So what I'm going to try to do is just summarize what these categories are and then allow you to kind of go from there in terms of understanding what this is actually trying to do and how we are trying to apply this to gloving. You're the reason this species is a failure and it makes me angry. So first things first I want to cover is the body. So, the body category describes a structural or physical characteristic of the human body while moving. So, basically, 
this is just <laughs> this particular category is just what is the body doing in the relationships within the body you know, especially when it comes to the interrelationships. So the connections between certain body parts like your hand to your wrist, your wrist to your arm, your arm to your elbow, blah, 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 blah. See, that's, that's what that category is for. Now, the next category is known as effort, or as Laban was always describing it as dynamic, which basically is just a system of understanding more subtle characteristics about movement with respect to inner intention. So basically what effort is just talking about is the qualities of movement. It is literally the adjectives that we have when it comes to movement. What is okay, Boomer? <laughs> Thank you. You know, we have thrust, we have float, we have these types of words that really come out. When it comes to effort, there are two different types of what they call polarities, which is, you know, forward or backwards, things of that nature. Again, not gonna go into a whole lot of detail about that because there's so much that goes into effort alone, but you just need to understand when it comes to effort is literally just describing the qualities of the movement within the piece. So. Like I said, you know, you have things like thrust, you have things like float, you have things like drag. Those kind of adjectives is the kind of the idea that you want to be looking for. Okay. okay, so the third category that we're going to be dealing with now is known as shape, which basically, how is the body changing shape and what is motivating it to do so? So basically, uh, while the body category primarily develops connections within the body and the body space intent, the way that the body changes shape during movement is further enhanced and experienced and analyzed through the shape category. Um, what is that supposed to mean? So basically when it comes to shape, it's literally trying to describe the shapes that your body is doing within the movements itself. And not only that, it's talking about all the different shapes that you are creating through your movements. So, you know, having like a big circle going into a smaller circle, you're showing all the various different sizes within the movement of changing the shape. That's where shape is really trying to come into play. And that's where we're really actually talking about, you know, how the body is changing shape and what is motivating the suit. So, so what is the shape and what is the motivation for it to change its shape is basically what this category is kind of entailing. A few moments later. So the last category we need to just cover here real quick, which is the main four. There's two other ones, which I'll get into in a little bit. But when it comes to space, it's pretty much where is the body moving and the harmonic relationships within the space. So this is for one of LeBond's pretty much primary contributions to the analysis that he's had. And basically, when it comes to space, this category involves motion and connection within the move, the environment with the spatial patterns, pathways, and lines of spatial tension. And that basically is just pretty much just talking about what the body is doing in relationship within the space that is being provided. So like with dancers, you have the stage, but when you're provided with a sense of space, the category of space is just talking about what the body's doing in relationship to the space. So that things like spatial awareness, depth perception, things like that will actually come into play in this particular category. Now, one of the things I also want to talk about, there are two additional categories within this analysis. And the main reason why these are two additional ones is because these were added in after LeBond made his initial analysis on movement altogether. So we have something known as relationship, which is the interaction between people, body parts, or in between objects. So that's just pretty much, you know, talking about the the dynamics between like me and my computer screen or, or me with my wall. Like that's literally what it is trying to describe and try to categorize is that kind of thing known as 
relationship. Nothing you do matters! Your existence is a lie! If only it was so much easier that when it comes to other relationships. Anyways, I'm getting way off track here. How dare you! The last additional category that they had added on after LeBron's passing was pretty much known as phrasing, which is the personal expression of a movement. So, in a roundabout way, when it comes to phrasing, is pretty much how people are going to tell you it's not the moves that you are doing, it's how you are doing the move. So, I know that's gonna sound really confusing to a lot of people, but allow me to try to elaborate. So, it's kinda like, yeah, somebody can actually do the movement, such as like, let's just say finger tutting, for example. They're able to do the things that they need to do. There's a certain how that needs to be applied, which is kinda like that showmanship flair kinda deal. It has that intention. You know, you're putting the emphasis of intention that's going to be clearly conveyed to your audience. That is what phrasing is all about. That is literally, you know, telegraphing to your audience your intention of the movement, that personal intention, that personal expression. That's that's what phrasing is all about, okay? So, how do we apply this to gloving? What is it that we can take away from this movement analysis thing that we can learn when it comes to gloving? So, first things first is that this what this is doing is pretty much trying to categorize all the movements of the human body, which, yes, I will say, granted, this goes well beyond just dance and athleticism and things like that, but when we're applying it to gloving specifically, we kind of already are doing something like that known as concepts. We kind of have a set amount of concepts that we're going, you know, we have things like platforming, we have things like tutting, we have things like liquid, we have things like dials and blah, 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 blah. You know, we have all those kind of things within gloving that's already been established. We already have these kind of actions that we talk about which kind of comes down to those moves, or what I like to say, the mechanics. You know, you have things like tracing, you have hinging, you have pivoting. You know, those are what we already have put into place. The steps and positions of the body follows this, this mentality that we have without really intentionally doing so. So this is something that we've just been kind of already doing. I feel like, at least with my efforts on this podcast and what Jess is doing with his book, I think we're starting to make our way to actually really codifying the things that we need to codify for gloving so it makes it much more easier and digestible for people to consume. So the best way I'm going to be able to put it for you guys. You're both just awful. So another thing I'll definitely want to say is with us applying this more critically to gloving, we'll again be able to codify and really hash out all and clear out and get everybody on the same page when it comes to gloving. Now, I would certainly say when it comes to this particular model or this particular movement analysis, that what this is able to provide for us is a way to, pretty much giving us a way to figure out how we need to verbalize and really actually culminate this 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 idea together. This, is, this gives us our framework. That's the word I was looking for. This gives us our framework for us to work with, okay? This allows us to be able to make up those movements and get these things in place so that way we can actually say certain things and shorthand a lot of these terms. That way when people actually get into it, they can actually use these jargon terms, which I know when it comes to the gloving community is probably one of the biggest debates ever is, you know, naming these these things, you know, naming these moves or these concepts or whatever, which is understandable. 
but we are just trying to bring that together and make it a much more uniform you know, like a unified language. It's like the, the lingua franca. That's what we're trying to do here, all right? We're trying to come up with a unifying language that we all can understand when it comes to gloving. Now, when it comes to my notes of adaptation that, at least in my opinion, and what I've been trying to do to try to, you know, get gloving kind of more codified is there are things I've already been doing. So the pillars of glovings, which if you guys don't know, which is pretty much, you know, your your tech, your flow, your musicality, and your showmanship, those are my four pillars. Those are my four pillars, they're not everybody's, but those are the ones I consider the pillars of gloving. Who cares? They're kind of like the equivalent of the BESS model, okay? They're, they're literally tech and flow and showmanship and musicality. They can literally take up the same spots as body, effort, space, and shape. You know, they can literally do the same thing. Are they the exact same thing? No. I'm just saying when it comes to us building our own model for gloving, using this as a way to framework it, we have that. Now, <clears throat> one of the things I will definitely say, when it comes to something like space, we already have something introduced to us that kind of codifies that, and that is the grid. We've already, which if you haven't checked it out, you can go check out my other episode on it. I, it was my first video episode, still kind of happy about that one, you know. But the grid is pretty much our direct application of the space category with uh, the LeBond's movement. So we're already doing things with the LeBond's movement, we just call it something else. So this is what I'm trying to do, is try to explain how we need to break this down and actually allow us to really help codify gloving ourselves. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know, and it allows us to really help make it easier. Now, one definite, definite thing I want to say as a parting note is that the combinations of the LeBond movements analysis also applies when we combine our concepts, okay? It is literally, if we go deeper into the effort ones, there are two, you know, combining two different forms of effort creates a new definition of effort or a different term for an effort movement. That's kind of the idea that we have when it comes to us combining our concepts like liquid and tutting and coming up with wave tutting. You know, that's the thing that we have now. That's just an example. I'm not saying that is the only example, but that is an example of how we kind of go about it. Guys are weird. And that's pretty much all that I have to say on my episode. So, first things first. I'd like to thank everybody who's been watching slash listening to this podcast so far. Especially now with the whole new video aspect of it. It is something that has been taking a long, arduous journey on its own. Just learning how to get used to recording and get myself on camera. Not only that, it's just working with just general video editing and at all. I'm starting to tangent off. Make it stop! Make it stop! Anyways, if you have any questions that I did not cover in this episode, you do have the various places you can hit me up at. Of course, I do have a Facebook page. You can also follow me on Reddit. You can also follow me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel over here. Oh my goodness, I just knocked them off, but I do. Anyways, yes, you do have the various places you can hit me up at. I do have an email. All that stuff will be linked in the description below. You'll also see it at the end of the credits. Of course, you have all those various places you can hit me up at. You can also follow me on there if you want to. Not saying you have to, but it'd be really nice if you did. And of course, if you guys like the content that I create and wish to help me make better content, you do have the chance, the opportunity, the wonderful opportunity for you to support me on Patreon. Ugh, you're the worst. Which, as little as $1 a month will go a very long ways to get me closer to my first goal, which is doing this full time at $1,000 a month, so I don't have to work a day job in order for me to do this. <sighs> so, please do consider doing that if 
you cannot do that then simply liking sharing and subscribing does way more than what people realize because it helps me get out there more and here's the great part about it it's all completely free what I knew it stop letting him make you realize stuff so if you want to help me out without spending a single dime on helping me out just like share and subscribe to my content that's all i ask once again though thank you to everybody who has shown support to this lovely little podcast it would not have gone as far as it has gone without your help, but I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD8 Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week. Of course, I do have a Facebook page. I am on Reddit. I am on Instagram.